Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dr. Ranj, hello and welcome. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm fantastic now that I'm seeing you. You definitely have, even through the magic of the computer, you have good, like, I feel like it would be hard to be in the doldrums around you. <laughs> I've got a good ring light. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put mine on. I thought that would be too fancy. Oh, I look really tired if I don't put it on. And I've just been on call this weekend. So I look extra tired at the moment. Bags under the eyes, <laughs> dark circles, the lot. Oh, well, I mean, to me, you still look absolutely glorious. <laughs> um, but your good energy, your good vibes makes you a perfect candidate for feel-good habits. And your friend of mine, Bryony Blake, who did this show and gave some unbelievable tips, Aww. the one about um, creating a folder of pictures that makes you ha- make you happy on your phone so that you can oh, access it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, just photos that make me smile. Yeah. I'd stolen that one. But I am <laughs> so excited to hear yours. And also, it's always somewhat intimidating to podcast with a fellow podcaster. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I, see, I'm still not used to that. <laughs> so that's one of the things that I've done in lockdown is launch a podcast with three of my doctor friends. It's myself, Dr. Zay Williams, Dr. Sarah Kite, and Dr. T. John Esho. Um, and it's kind of like a medical... Obviously, there's lots of medical podcasts out there, but it's a medical podcast with a bit of a fun funny friendly twist to it and actually our most recent episode we had jesse nelson from little mix as our very first guest i saw very first one (laughs) also can i just say a genius name could you tell listeners what you call your podcast (laughs) it's genius it is called steph's drugs rock and roll (laughs) well it took us a long time to come up with a name that encapsulated that we were medical but actually very much doctors off duty so if you imagine a group of doctor friends, as we used to, going to when, when we were allowed, going to a bar, sitting down, having a drink and having a chat, mm. it's basically just that. It is that, but as a podcast, um, except now we have to record it from our own homes, over the airwaves, uh, and drink by ourselves. <laughs> not too much of a hardship, though, is it? No, no, not really. <laughs> there are worse things in life, let's be honest. Prosecco via a video call. It's still oh. Prosecco. <laughs> but this is this is the thing. It's become a thing now. Zoom and Prosecco or Zoom and a cocktail. Zoom mm. cocktails are amazing. I've learned to make so many cocktails. Um, yeah, I'm getting pretty good at it now. It's quite worrying in some ways. So am I right in thinking that one of your one of your feel-good habits would be finding new things? So you started a podcast and you're yes. also learning new cocktails. Yes, so started a podcast, learning to make cocktails written a book I, um, <laughs> I wrote a book in lockdown as well Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> well actually i wrote two books in lockdown 
Um, <laughs> one is a secret because I can't tell anybody yet because it's not been announced. Um, the other one is a picture book for children. So it's all based on, it's called um, Superhero Like You. It's about a little girl called Lily who wants to grow up to be a real life superhero, not a superhero that wears pants on the outside of their trousers and flies around. She wants to be a superhero like the, the frontline workers, essentially. It's to celebrate the work of key workers and everybody that keeps us safe and keeps us going and makes the world a better place. And that's the kind of superhero that she wants to be. That is brilliant and so timely as well. Yeah, it's a, well, it kind of was born out of pandemic times. It, the idea came up during the time and we've turned it around really, really quickly. Because it's a picture book, obviously, and it's for children. There's not a huge amount of text, but the artwork takes a really long time. But it looks fantastic. And it's out on the 12th of November, I found out. You can pre-order it on Amazon right now, but it's being published on the 12th of November. Well, listeners, there will be a link to buy that book in the show notes. (laughs) I do love a pre-order. And I always say, this is one of my mantras, if any of my friends make anything, you buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's a a great mantra for your friends. (laughs) Well, just because, like, I have a friend who has a fashion company. I have friends who write books. And so I always make sure I click and buy so there oh, you go. fantastic. And, and actually, um, a proportion of the profits from every sale of that book goes to NHS charities together. So it's all for a good cause as well. Fantastic. So, I mean, you have been in lockdown. You've written two books and you started the podcast <laughs> and you learned how to make numerous cocktails. Yeah. So, but yet you've still been working full time, right? So I work part time. Um, I used to work full time in the NHS. And then, uh, as as a lot of people will know, I also work on the TV and write for magazines etc um and as that was kind of growing I found that I couldn't do the two together it was just too I was burning out Mm -hmm. and I had to just really take a step back and say right I've got to rebalance now my my work my work my life um so I decided to go part-time and do medicine part-time um still very much in the NHS and then the rest of the time, I build my sort of other work around that. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I've been I've actually stepped up my shifts during the pandemic because obviously it's really important right now. We could do with all the help we can get. Um, and at the same time, everything else is kind of quietened down. So it's given me time and space to be able to do that. And I've yeah, it's been really, really good, actually, for that. Nice balance. Also, uh, it strikes me that when... Some when the lure of the media or a profile is kind of mm. in the near distance, <laughs> it can be quite easy to sort of stop doing one thing and just do another. Yeah. But the fact that you wanted to accommodate both, the way you just said, then I had to balance my work, work, life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my two jobs and my life. Um, <laughs> my my clinical career has always been really, really important to me. I've worked. Uh, I've been an NHS doctor for 18 years now and um, (laughs) 18 years. Yeah. Gosh. And I thought if I've put in all of that work, what a shame it would be to give all of that up because I've worked really, really hard. It's not, not definitely not been easy. And at the same time, I love doing it. That is my bread and butter. It's my passion. It's what drives everything that I do. And my, obviously the, the stuff I do in the media is kind of related to that anyway. And what I wouldn't want to do is lose credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as it being my passion, it is my credibility as well. Um, 
So uh, it's always been really important for me to carry that on, especially right now when, you know, things in in the healthcare system are so, so up in the air and pressurised and so much is going on. I think it's even more important than before. How do you think that will manifest for you moving forward in terms of helping the NHS mm. and, and uh, as you see, you know, some of the profits from the book are going towards those charities. Do you yeah. think that seeing the strain it's been under with the pandemic and also the renewed appreciation from the public mm. seeing how integral key workers are, uh, how do you think that for you is going to be a new strand to how you move forward? Um, it's definitely going back and working in hospital again more than I used to has definitely reminded me of why I loved it so much and what kind of drives me forward. So I'm going to try and, like you said, it's very easy to get lured away, you know, the glitz and the glam, so-called glitz and the glamour <laughs> of, of the media world. Um, the media world is actually really, really hard work and it's really cutthroat, as a lot of people will know. Um, we, and and uh, if you're looking at it from the outside, yeah, sure, it can look glitzy and glamorous, but I can tell you now it's not always like that. Um, it's reminded me going back why I do what I do. So I'm definitely going to try and factor more of that in as much as I can. Um, and I'm hoping it's been lovely to to see and hear the appreciation that people now have for frontline workers when we really know you know, why we have them, their value. That's been amazing to see that. I really hope that sentiment continues. Um, what we now need is long-term change that is going to secure that workforce. And that value that we found for them needs to continue. It wasn't long ago when nurses were having to march because of their working conditions and their pay. And now, if you look back on that, you would think, oh my gosh, like, we should have done everything we could. Of course, we've got to do everything we can. These people are really, really important. But that's us having gone through a pandemic and realised that before that, people weren't really mm. making a noise about it and saying, this is unacceptable. These are really, really important people doing a really important job and they all keep us safe and well. And it's this pandemic has served to remind us why those workforces, not just nurses and doctors, but everyone on the front line and key workers, why they're so important and what they really, really mean. I hope that I hope that continues. Mm, I agree with you, and I hope so too. So, what have you been doing to feel good? <laughs> what have I been doing, uh, other than making cocktails and writing books? <laughs> um, so, I what lockdown has made me realise is the importance of connection because I took it for granted before because I'd see people every day at work and you know uh, if I went out with friends I took that connection for granted because it was always there and lockdown slowed everything down for me and stuck me in one place made me spend time at home and I realized how much I missed those connections so I've worked out different ways of connecting with people electronically everyone's online now aren't they um and that's really lovely to see because i think it's reminded us all of the power of connection and the importance of it and i'm hoping that people who were previously isolated and lonely are less so because some of us are checking in more with each other so i've been doing a lot of that checking in with friends even if i can't see them face to face it's nice to see them on a screen or chat to them on the phone um i've been uh 
doing trying to get as much physical activity in as i can obviously being a doctor i harp on about why physical activity is important um but i hate exercise exercise is boring <laughs> like I, I tried to take up running for a bit i thought yeah do you know what my one form of exercise a day i'll go for a jog that lasted all of three days <laughs> so now i dance i do dance classes I do uh, Zumba classes online because they're free and you can just do them online or you can do them with an instructor. I have an instructor that does classes. I've started to learn how to Vogue, which is a dance from all in itself. My, one of my friends in Liverpool was a Vogue master and he set up a, a class every Saturday. Um, I've done Vogue dance classes. No, 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 because <laughs> that was... I've only just um, started and I'm, I've realised I'm not very flexible, so I've got to work on my flexibility. Mm. <laughs> at the moment I just look like someone who's drowning <laughs> and trying to stay afloat um yes yeah, so I've started to do and, and that, I, I find dance classes are a great way not only just to keep fit but it releases endorphins it makes you feel great it keeps you nice and active at the moment you know we're not doing anywhere near as much activity and moving around as we used to um and it's just fun it's just really really good fun and I'm all about fun and related to that obviously I love music and the other thing I find really good when you're at home by yourself and nobody else is around if you i mean if you live by yourself it's great it's just to belt out songs i love singing i've just been <laughs> honestly screaming them out in the shower um yeah there's there's some evidence of that on my tiktok <laughs> okay so i'm gonna need to know what you'll go so if you're gonna if you, if you wake up in the morning and you think you know what i'm feeling a bit flat i just need to like judge myself up yeah what's the song anything from a musical or from disney so a whole new world <laughs> um one night only from dream girls <laughs> yeah uh, yeah like i just often what i do is i just put my phone on when i'm in the shower with the phones obviously outside the shower and put it on spotify and just let it randomly pick something and sing along to it it's yeah. great <laughs> I'm not going to sing right now, though. I can tell you no, that. No, you're right fine. But I think I, I think I actually told you on email that my like my go to my go to song is "To See That Walk" by RuPaul. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh! If that is not an anthem that tells you that, just keep going. That's it. And, and feel fabulous doing it. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. To see that walk is all about. Just get out there, march to the beat of your own drum and own it. Own who you are. Own what you love. Show yourself off. It doesn't matter who you are uh, or where you come from or what you do. Just go out there and feel amazing. Um, yeah, that's definitely one of my exercise. And it's a great one to jog to. It's an exercise. Great that is. And also contains one of my favourite lyrics of all time, which is, lest they paying your bills, pay them bitches no mind. <laughs> exactly. There you go. RuPaul is a, is, is, is a poet. <laughs> a poet, a master, whatever you like to call it. Yeah. So music and dance are important. What else makes you feel good? I am one of these people who loves creature comforts. So I love nothing more than putting on my onesie, sitting on the sofa with tea and cake. Oh. That's like, that is my wind down like kind of ritual and it's and i look really simple stuff i know people have be like oh yeah this is what i do and it's all really cool and intricate and like brianie's folder of photos i was like yeah sure brianie i'm 
I just want tea and cake. <laughs> I'm basic, not basic, basic, but I like the basic <laughs> creature comforts that anyone can do. Um, yeah, that's my favorite thing. In fact, during most of lockdown, I've just lived in joggers and onesies. It's bad. I've got them on right. I've got joggers on right now. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not doing any exercise. <laughs> just living them. Um, so I like that. That's been one of my go-to's a lot. What else? I am going to ask uh, you though. Yeah. Your tea of choice. Ooh, yeah. And what's uh, your tea of choice? Okay, in depending right. order. <laughs> Easy. So tea of choice. Um, I grew up on PG tips. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I, I, I then transferred loyalties to Yorkshire tea. Oh. So I'm a Yorkshire tea person. And I'm glad, actually, very recently on social media, both Yorkshire tea and PG Tips came out in support of Black Lives Matter, didn't they? They, they were very open and public about it, which I think is fantastic. And I was like, yes, that's why you're in my life. So Yorkshire tea gold blend. But somebody told me there's a biscuit blend, which is even better. Right. I did not know about this. I did not know about this. And obviously, being Indian and Sri Lankan, we know all about tea. <laughs> I think we created it. We created black tea. Um, yeah. And most tea comes from Indian Sri Lanka. Most black yeah. tea does. Oh, well, obviously, it's grown around other places of the world as well. And apparently, on the PG tips, of, now it's a monkey on their boxes. But originally, when they had um, the Asian lady who was in a field picking tea leaves, that's a Sri Lankan lady, someone told me. Is it? Yeah, someone said that. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe it was, <laughs> it was my Sri Lankan friend telling me, but maybe they were just biased. So, um, so yeah, Yorkshire Gold Blend at the moment is my go-to. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to be really specific about this. I know we have an international audience, and as much yes. as the English people be interested in some Americans, some Australians, <laughs> how do you milk and do you sugar? Oh, my gosh. Um, so contrary to a video that was out on social media recently about an American mum and her daughter making tea, which was sacrilege, filth, absolute filth that needed to go straight in the bin. Mm. Um, tea bag. I, I put my tea bag in my cup. I add half sugar, half sweetener because I don't, I, I've got massive sweet teeth. So I tried to cut the amount of sugar I have down and then obviously add my water, let it brew. Mm. Give it a couple of minutes. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Take the tea bag out, then I add my milk. Yeah. And it has to be, I, in terms of how much milk, I don't like very milky tea. I go by the color of my skin. <laughs> so, <laughs> like... That's how much milk. When's it? People are like, how much milk would you like? Just the colour of my skin, please, if that's all right. That's I'm the perfect tea colour at the moment. <laughs> um, and in terms of cake, <laughs> in terms of cake, oh, my gosh, cake. I could talk about cake for days. Um, right at the top, top has got to be lemon drizzle. Obviously. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Lemon drizzle cake. Uh chocolate fudge cake. Ooh. Um raspberry and white chocolate brownies. Uh orange and polenta cake. Cheesecake, carrot cake. Uh what <laughs> can you tell a thought about this? <laughs> um Oh, lovely plain Madeira cake. Like just a, a slice of plain Madeira cake sometimes is, is just exact. Oh, that's all you need. Um, red velvet. Oh my gosh, how could I forget? Red velvet cake with with buttermilk, buttermilk ice, icing on the top or whatever it is. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> just having a moment. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm also partial to a slice of Genoa, but I am not against oh. any of the cherries. Just the cherries. <laughs> oh, just the cherry. Ooh, lovely, lovely. Do you make yeah. them as well, or do you? Do um, you yeah, them? no. I went through a phase where I was making loads of cakes, but the problem was I stopped because I have an issue with self-control. Yeah. So I used to make them and eat the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And now my friend's mum makes them um, for me every now and again, and she'll drop them off outside my door. <laughs> and and my neighbours up, my neighbours upstairs in my building where I live are. Um, the YouTuber Joe Sugg and his girlfriend Diane Buswell, who's a dancer on Strictly Come Dancing in the UK, and uh, we've all become really good mates. And Diane made me a rainbow cake recently, a rainbow unicorn cake, which was amazing. And she left it outside my door with a little note. So I love that I get these little cake deliveries. <laughs> but no, I can't make them myself anymore because I have put a ban yeah. on me making cake because I will just eat it. I'm exactly the same. And everyone yeah. I know, all of my friends have been baking during lockdown. And Banana bread has had a massive revival. Don't know why. It's one of the most boring things you can ever make or eat. It's got nothing. It's just, it's just, just blah. It's just, <laughs> yeah, great. No one thinks, oh, oh, you know what? I really fancy some banana bread. <laughs> no one says that. You're so right. I think it's just the, the lure of being able to use something that you'd otherwise just put on the compost heap. It's the Rice Krispies of the cake world, isn't it? It's just so, meh, meh. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so we've covered food, and I do like your choice of tea. It made me want to make a brew in this as well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what, what else have we got on your list, my friend? Um, I think that was most of it. <laughs> to be, oh, actually, actually, one thing I have been, so this has really helped my mental health, actually during lockdown, um, before lockdown, it was, I was running around, running around all the time, trying to do everything. I was getting massive FOMO, which is fear of missing out for people who don't know. I'm sure everybody knows what FOMO is. Um, If I didn't go to something or do something, um, I would feel guilty, which basically meant that I was running around trying to do everything. And lockdown was a great way to break that cycle. It made me sit down and stop and think and reflect So it just gave me a bit of breathing space. And I've used lockdown actually to do all of the things that I wanted, the little jobs that are bugging me, um, little sort outs and things like that, which have always been at the back of my mind and have been causing anxiety in a way, because I know they're always there. Mm. Time to have a sort out. That's So have a mental sort out. So sort out your thoughts, throw away what you don't need, keep the things that are important and create some space there for new things. Mm. And I've done exactly the same with my flat, my cupboards, my wardrobe. Oh my gosh, I I donated 50% of my wardrobe to charity. I have a four meter long wardrobe, Emma, which for a bloke 
which for a guy is a lot. That's two Brad Pitts. That's, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> He's not in my wardrobe, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so I have, I, have, I have a humongous wardrobe and I would become a bit of a hoarder. So I had a massive clear out and I cannot tell you how good I felt afterwards. I did the whole Marie Kondo thing. Does it bring me joy? Um, <laughs> um, and I'm going to do the same with every cupboard in my flat. And I find sorting out your physical space helps you sort out your mental space. Totally. Um, and that, I would recommend that to everybody. And actually, in a time where we all feel like we're not achieving very much and we're kind of demotivated and every day just seems to run into one another, those little victories that when you wake up and you make your bed, that will make you feel good. When you wake up, get showered and get dressed and just get ready. Not not if as if you're going anywhere, but just get ready. Those victories really count. Mm. Sort out one cupboard at a time. You will get such a sense of joy afterwards. And it's such a silly thing. I'm just cleaned a cupboard. But at least I've done something and achieved something. That is my other go-to. That is a really good one. And also on this podcast two years ago, I did a wardrobe clean-out habit. Yeah. Where you, and this was, so the objective was to whittle your entire wardrobe down to 33 items. There you go. <gasps> not excluding underwear. I, including shoes. Including shoes. And you have I've to got live. more than 33 pairs of shoes. <laughs> I might need to see a picture of your cupboard. <laughs> um, I've got two shoe cupboards. <laughs> Three, actually. I really need to see and no. the rest of it, you either donate or yes. you hide. Yes. So I Hi. had underbed storage, so I just vacuum packed everything that I didn't want to donate oh, wow. and yeah. put it out of sight. And I didn't go. I didn't go back to any of it. I ended up donating all of that, but I lived in thirty-three items, and it was the mental clarity that really yes. surprised me. And then it yeah. extended to my office, then the kitchen, then it's really. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. totally agree. I've just got you. the kitchen left. I've done the entire apartment, bathroom cupboards, under my bed, bedroom cupboards, wardrobes, everything, hallway, <laughs> shoes. I've sort, I've literally gone through everything. The last thing that's left is my kitchen. Wait until you sort out your Tupperware. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've got lots of it as well. I'm just going to end up having to recycle so many things. My Tupperware drawer gives me joy because it's like Everything's <laughs> now. But I don't need it. I don't need all that Tupperware. I've got a juicer somewhere that I don't think I've ever used. <laughs> I did. I did donate my spiralizer. That didn't See? last long. See, this is what I need to do: is start to donate things. Yes. Yeah. I now, don't like throwing things away. No, I'm the same. Now I'm going to ask you because you mentioned it earlier. So I just think because of the kind of subjects that we mm. talk about on this podcast, it seems. Uh, and while I have you, it seems like a good <laughs> idea to ask you. So you mentioned burnout. Yes. And I wondered whether you, because I've been there too, and I feel like, A, as I get older, and B, as I've learned to sort of put those protective barriers in place for my own mental health, mm. I'm able to see it coming. At, yeah. And so can implement them much sooner. And I'm wondering if that's a place where you're getting to. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, I've been guilty of falling into the trap much like other people of trying to do everything and trying to do too much and not realizing that we all have limits and we all have capacity um and I had to actively learn to say no 
and that was one of the most important life lessons I've ever learned, I think, is to say no and not feel bad about it. Either say, and actually one of my friends elaborated on it, say, you know what you should do? Either say no or not yet. That's what you've got to learn. Um, and like I said, that creates space for yourself because you've got to look after yourself. Um, and not being too hard on yourself. It's just being a bit kinder to to yourself and allowing you to be able to say, no, do you know what? I, I, I just need to prioritize myself a little bit because, and I, and I now can feel it when I'm reaching that capacity again. Um, we all start, well, I start to get something called compassion fatigue, where I get irritable, I get irritable and I get snappy and just a bit short with people and I can feel it and I can sense it and I have to step back and I kind of have a mental word with myself and say, calm down, you're doing it, right? You're hitting that point, just relax and breathe. Just pace yourself a little bit, it's okay. Um, yeah, I have a little mental word with myself. I've never heard that expression, compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue, this is what happens. And so it happens in certain professions, for example, in, in healthcare because it's a caring, it's mainly caring professions. You have to give so much um, because that is part of your job, which is really, really important. Um, but there can come a point where if, you, if you're constantly pummeling yourself, trying to give, 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 you run out and you get compassion fatigue. And that's when you start to become irritable and some people get angry and they get physical symptoms, they can't sleep, they get anxious. Uh, you feel an incredible amount of guilt. Um, yeah, and that's purely because you, your compassion bucket has run out. And what you need to do is actually step back and replenish it a little bit mm. and give yourself some space. And that was, I, I, I remember there's been a couple of times during my medical career where I've, and burnt, that's what happens in burnout, is you run out. You just run out of your... Um, your ability to cope with things and your reserves are run dry and that's your body saying stop you're you've 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 run at maximum capacity for too long now your batteries are gone you mm. now need to recharge um yeah that's i think that's something that's advice i'd give anybody who's trying to cope like i mean parents and carers who have to think about their children and, and people they're in charge of as well as themselves and balance a job and balance a household right now it's so easy to get burned out and it's really important to be aware of when that's happening and just to kind of step back yeah and I don't think we should be hard on ourselves if we burn out like no it's understandable and people I mean I'm I'm ambitious and so I think that's that contributed to my burnout in like my 20s and mm. 30s and mm. so now I have to balance my ambition with things but again it's just yeah. kind of living through it isn't it and learning yeah. and you can have ambition you can have drive you can have dreams they're really important because that's what keeps you going but burnout happens because you've been working too hard not because you've not been doing enough so you shouldn't be hard on yourself burnout happens when your body's like enough is enough you've done too much yeah. slow down <laughs> you've been too good <laughs> now speaking of dreams and ambitions before i let you go you have achieved a wonderful dream a huge ambition because uh you have just filmed with your friend of mine and friend of the podcast michelle visage for her tv yes. show, you? oh my gosh <laughs> oh i was watching it last night 
I was watching the episode last night and I couldn't, I mean, it was a, I was fanboying so <laughs> hard throughout that entire episode. It was filmed in, filmed in lockdown. It's her new TV show that she's created in lockdown called yeah. How's Your Head, Hun? And she talks all about... Um, I haven't heard any <laughs> Oh my gosh, two people so far have given the right response to that question. How many oh, have she done? She's had about 10 guests on so far. She usually has two or three guests per episode. She's had about 10 guests on so far. Only two people, myself included, gave the right response to how's your head, hun? And the right response, if anyone's listening, is I've not had any complaints. That's the right response. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, that was a dream come true. And she is such a sweetheart. She's honestly one of the nicest people. She's such a strong woman. She's got her opinions and you know, she, she has lived life. She really has. So you listen to Michelle when she speaks, mm. you listen. <laughs> but she has got a heart of pure gold. And um, yeah, I, I, I hope I can now count her as a friend. Like she's just, you know, we text every now and again. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm such a geeky fan. <laughs> she's somebody who I consider has really good boundaries. She's in very, she's very mm. good and I've always yes. said she's the beating heart of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. And yet when, when I met her, when she came on the podcast, I was very aware she is so giving, but she's definitely bound with and knows her mind and she knows when to say yeah. no. Yeah, exactly. And I think she's learned that mm. through experience and everything that she's done. And she's done incredible things. But she is, I think, the epitome sometimes of tough love. She, she she loves and loves and loves, but she knows where to stop and say enough. Yeah. You know, I, you know, and that, that's that's important for everybody. It is. Well, hopefully she's coming on Feel Good Habits very soon. So Yay! I'll be interested to hear what hers are. It has been so much fun chatting to you. And I <laughs> Thank really you so appreciate much. your time because I know that oh. you are hugely busy juggling work, work and life. <laughs> <laughs> As are we all, Emma. As are we all. As Thank are we you so all. much for having me. It's been wonderful. So I will obviously be putting the links to your social media. I will be putting the links to Steph's Drugs and Rock and Roll. Yay! And the pre-order link, if you're listening to this before November 12th, 2020, the pre-order link to Superhero Like You. But then obviously, if you're listening to this after November the 12th, you're going to be able to buy it. What a treat. <laughs> Yay! And I was eagerly, eagle-eyed looking for the announcement for the, for the other book. Yes, yes, coming very soon. All very exciting. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.